welcome to the Best Space Ireland podcast. I'm Michelle McGuire. And I'm Hazel Mullins. Best Space Ireland's main aim is to entertain, inform, engage and inspire. On this week's podcast, we have Norma Brady, Area Veterinary Technical and Marketing Manager for Zoetis. And we were very happy to have a wonderful conversation with her and a lots of laughs ahead. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Vet Space podcast. Um, tonight we are very glad to be joined by Norma Brady, also a personal friend of mine. So I'm very glad to have her on board. Um, so welcome, Norma. How are you? Hi, Hazel. Thanks for having me. I'm a little bit scared, but hey. <laughs> don't be scared. Don't be scared. <laughs> yeah. when, when you asked me to do this, I was like, oh God, is that a sign of like, a bit of this is your life I said oh my god am I getting too <laughs> <laughs> <Scary>. <laughs> well what I said to Michelle it was like Norma's kind of done everything so we should get her on <laughs> <laughs> and that's a good thing Norma that's a good thing that's not that's not a bad thing she's probably seen every animal that she possibly could ever see and now she works in industry so <laughs> it's uh you've got a lot of stories I'd say to tell Norma so yeah, I think you're you. going to be a good guest um, and every time I go to, I'm um, I'm Norma's husband's vet as well. And uh, every time I go in for a cup of tea, it's just the stories are flying, and it's it's just brilliant. I love it. So um, the, the madhouse, Hazel. The madhouse. Mad every 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 time I go in, there's a new pet as well. It's pretty <laughs> funny. <laughs> but Norma, tell us about your veterinary journey so far, and um, you know how you got into it, and your and just yeah, your path that you took. Yeah, um, I suppose veterinary for me, the, there was never anything else, really. Um, I, I always wanted to be a vet, I suppose, influenced very much by my upbringing. Um, I was reared on a dairy farm um, near Carrigaline there, between Ballygarvin and Carrigaline. And uh, I suppose, you know, with sheep and dairy cows and a few cattle, um, my mother would have really influenced me as well. You know, she she was farming at home in her home place as well. And, you know, she used to keep turkeys at Christmas and it was just, you know, busy, busy, busy. Um, but I was always stuck outside, just stuck outside doing this, that and the other. Um, yeah. So uh, I suppose my earliest veterinary memory would be um, with uh, Dick Barrett, who's now passed away. He used to I work with Noel Buckley there in Carrigaline. He was, they were vets. And uh, I just remember my mother always reminded me of it. You know, I, I don't know what age I was, maybe five or six. And uh, I came in from a, a yo lambing. And I think he commented that like I was nearly in, inside in the yo, you know. <laughs> um, there was no fear. And, uh, and my knees were wet through from kneeling down beside her. So, um, yeah, so I guess, look, for me, um, it was always veterinary. And even now, you know, looking back, I, I I don't know what else I would have done in life, really, if I wasn't a vet. So, uh, yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, I suppose after qualifying. Um, did you go I, to UCD? I did. I did. Yeah. So qualified in 2001, which is really scary. <laughs> 20 years. Um, this year, oh my God. Yeah, it's it's Secret cycling. is out now, Norma. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nothing to hide. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's, you know, it, fly, it flies, you know, and you, I suppose 
you know, I'll always remember um, a lecturer in college who's still practicing actually, and I reminded him recently, and I remember him saying, I'm qualified 20 years, you know? Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh my God, you know? <laughs> and, uh, I reminded him recently, and I don't think he was too impressed because he's obviously qualified 40, 40 years. years. Yeah. Um, oh so yeah, it, it just flies, you know? And I guess it's, it, you know, it's not even just the career, it's like when you throw in, family and kids and and everything else as well it's just it's you know just the past 20 years have just flown by um but yeah UCD was brilliant I was um the second last year of the old college um in um yeah Lansdowne Road there down by Lansdowne Road um it was a lovely old old college and uh, I lived in Ballsbridge for for a few years of it as well so that was very uh, lucky <laughs> to say the least as a student um so really good memories yeah of um of Dublin lovely so yeah all good a few wild nights out I'd say as well Norma was there oh yeah a few, a few <laughs> yeah um yeah you know uh, some you know when you just I suppose when you reminisce you know there's just huge characters, you know, in, in the college at the time. It was mad, you know, it's just mad. I'm sure they're still the same now, but uh, yeah, it was all, all yeah. a bit crazy, yeah. Um, but um, fun, fun times, yeah. And we were due to have a 20-year a re- reunion, of course, this year, but uh, unfortunately with COVID, it oh. doesn't look like that's going to happen. But um, be 21 sure. years, maybe. Exactly. We'll make up for it, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. You so, get a marquee um, in, 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 uh, in Cork and have them all down. <laughs> oh, I don't know that they'd come to Cork, Hazel. Oh, know. God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, oh. there was uh, a, a Cork contingent uh, in, in, in every class and uh, we were, uh, I suppose, viewed differently almost to, to, to the rest <laughs> of the class, you know. Um, but uh, no, it was, it was, you know, it was really enjoyable. And I suppose there was always, yeah, there was always a good few from Cork. And then there was always like maybe, well, for the few years that I was there anyway, there might have been 13, 14 from the north as well, you know. Mm-hmm. So there was a real, um, a real spread around. Yeah, it was brilliant, you know, to, to, to I suppose, get exposure to the whole lot, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, I, of course, I've come from the era where, it was still mainly guys, you know. Mm. Um, there was still a, a, a majority of, of lads in the class. So um, and that's just totally turned on its head now, you yeah. know, in, in the space of 20 years. Yeah. Um, I had 20 boys and there was 80 girls in my class. So. Oh, oh, my goodness. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember how many were in your, your yeah, class? Yeah, I can vaguely remember. I think there was like 42 rings a bell of guys and then... 35 or six something like that I okay you're 80 in the class so it was yeah. even enough but there mm-hmm. was more more guys yeah. still but you know as the years went by it just went the other way yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. yeah when you um finished when you graduated then or what kind of practice did you come out into or where did the wind yeah you then so it's interesting I don't know uh, this is probably not something I should say out loud but um, I suppose um, look my you know I, when I was in college I suppose in it wasn't until fourth year I suppose that I even thought of you know oh so I have to I have to treat dogs and cats as well you know like it just <laughs> you know I just didn't it wasn't on my universe or in my universe um, yeah but I suppose, you know, companion animal was really just, that was kicking in um, when I was in college, actually. Mm. Um, whereas previous to that, it was very much 
horse is large animal, you know, that, that, yeah. that was it. Like the small animals very much, the, you know, the hour in the evening, if even yeah. in most yeah. practices, you know. Um, but actually, when I got to fourth year and final year, you know, it was starting to um, be on people's radar and people were considering, you know, doing some time in England and all this sort of thing. So um, when I came out, I, I suppose I, um, yeah, I, I still like wanted to do, I wanted to do mixed because I kind of felt, you know, I wanted, I suppose, to be exposed to as much as possible, really, and mm-hmm. to get as much experience as I could in the first couple of years. Um so I, I kind of, I, I was a bit biased because, um, you know, I liked daring. So I was very much going, okay, I'm, I'm going to work in either. I didn't want to do gl- come too close to home initially, mm. make your mistakes <laughs> away. Um, so it was kind of like maybe West Cork, uh, kind of Waterford, Limerick, maybe Mees, you know, all these kind of kind of daring counties mm-hmm. in inverted commas. Um, <laughs> but uh, as it turned out, yeah, I ended up in Limerick in uh, mixed practice down there in Carrick and Lish um, with uh, Richard O'Regan and Cherry Joy. And they were oh, yeah. they were brilliant to work for, uh, I guess, from the point of view that they were young. Um, they're probably younger than I am now uh, when I joined them, you know, and they were you know, a growing uh, string of practices at the time. And um, so it was great. And uh, particularly Cherry as well, because she was female. Yeah. And she was the like the main person in the practice, which was highly unusual at the time, you know, anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, like I, colleagues of mine, you know, around the country were having nightmares, you know, going out to farms and kind of said, oh, are you the vet? You know, where's yeah. Jerry or where, you know, and this sort of thing going on you can imagine like it was mainly uh, a male orientated profession mm-hmm. uh, particularly large animals so whereas nowadays you wouldn't blink an eyelid but uh, definitely back then there was a lot of my colleagues suffered a lot um, mm-hmm. and and left positions you know because of it actually shame isn't it yeah um, yeah but um you know, I I was super lucky in that respect um, to, to be in a, a very unusual scenario and having a, fe- a female boss, really. Okay. Um, so I got really good experience. There. It was one and two. Uh, nice. so, yeah. <laughs> uh, Plenty crazy. of experience. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? Like one and three was the most common at the time, I suppose. And one and four was a dream. I mean, mm. if you could get a one and four job, oh my God, you were sorted. Uh, but I wanted to, I, you know, I kind of put my head down. I kind of felt, you know what, this is this is the right thing to do in the short term and mm. um, get as much. And it was really good practice, as in there was a bit of sucklers as well. And there was a good bit of daring, um, not too many sheep. Um, few horses and then there was companion animal as well so um yeah so I really enjoyed that and it was a really really good start off um job for me um so where did I go that so I moved I moved to the UK then um and that was in the vein I suppose of what um what most people were doing kind of going to get companion animal experience I guess mm-hmm. um because at the time and that this has changed no end but at the time, the UK were potentially all probably a decade ahead of us in terms of companion animal. Um, I suppose there was always that slant in the UK anyway. Um, but in terms of veterinary, they definitely were in general a good bit ahead. But that has 
that's obsolete now, you know, um, uh, at the moment. But um, yeah, and you know, it was interesting because the year ahead of me, uh, the, the year I qualified um, was the year of foot and mouth, actually. Oh God! So, um, yeah. Oh yeah, so, I remember. I remember. Yeah. Yeah, I just remember in final year going into college, and there was like mats everywhere. You know, it was all the kind of almost COVIDified. You know, um, in terms of that, and and the year ahead of us when they qualified, a lot of them went to the UK or New Zealand actually, and they were like got a lot in the UK involved in foot and mouth. You know, um. But most of our year, it was kind of nearly passed by the time we qualified, really, to be honest. But it probably freed up a lot of jobs. Yeah, you're probably lucky, though. I've heard some horror stories of from oh. Irish vets going over and I don't know how they did it. It was just the scenes and, and what they had to you know, do and everything. And, and yeah, I'm. Uh, yeah, I'd say it wasn't you know, nice. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, Um but uh, I suppose, yeah, I suppose uh, another memory from Limerick as well. It's, it's amazing the things you just think of when you know I haven't thought about these things in a long time. But uh, and it was it was um, it was riddled with brucellosis down in Limerick at the time as mm. well. Yeah, um, <laughs> really bad. I spent an awful lot of my time flooding um, in mm. in uh, Limerick. Um, yeah, and uh, you know, good few vets. Um, suffered from it as well actually um so I was kind of lucky I think because it was a real black spot for brucellosis it's yeah. hard to believe now you know um, yeah. yeah but uh, yeah. I've and, heard of it uh, yeah getting it yeah kind of the older yeah. generation yeah yeah so um yeah so moved on to the UK um I I worked in Lincolnshire Lincoln I'm over in the East Midlands um just took the job you know there was a few jobs on the plate mm-hmm. um again I was it was really lucky um it was real I suppose it was kind of, it was a city but it's a small city it's kind of more rural yeah. really beautiful over there yeah lovely yeah and really flat and the yeah. cathedral and yeah, yeah. Christmas markets and yeah yeah lovely place yeah, lovely place, yeah. Um, really nice and uh to fly to um East Midlands Cork, yeah, that was my local, yeah. Was, yeah. Uh, when yeah, I was in Nottingham, course, yeah, if you were in Nottingham, that's right, yeah. I yeah. wandered into Nottingham a few Sundays actually when, yeah. when, I, was, when I wasn't working. The planes, then. when we were doing placement, the planes used to be coming, well, like, so when we were outside, you know, say at the stables looking at a horse or something, the, the plane would come down, and next thing, the whole the lecture would have to stop. And be like, right, two seconds, we'll just wait for the plane to, oh. to pass. And like, that's how close we were to East Midlands Airport. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. Flew, in, flew in there uh, yeah. all the time. Yeah, it was a nice part of the world, nice people. Mm. Um, and I must say, you know, I suppose, yeah, like what I was saying earlier, I suppose, you know, your your the conditions of work, I suppose, were, were super in terms of rotas and, mm. you know, multiple people working in the practice. And I was lucky. Um, it was a kind of an orthopedic referral practice that I worked in. But obviously I was doing the first opinion stuff. And uh, but I got great exposure, you know, at the time, um, you know, to 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 all that. And uh, I loved it. And really, I mean, I was terrified the, like the first six months I mean going from you know a mixed practice in Limerick where I was like you know uh doing like my own 
surgery like cooking uh, mm. to this really <laughs> fancy practice that they were asking me what suture material I wanted and I was like oh uh, you know <laughs> well I just I didn't let on you know yeah, yeah, yeah. where I come that from purple one over there <laughs> there's a choice <laughs> but, but bizarrely enough like I remember the first, I still remember the first Friday I was on call um, over there. There was, it was like closing time, it was seven o'clock or something. And uh, I suppose they were a little bit concerned. It was my first night on call and uh, they didn't really have any measure of me really, I suppose. And uh, so there was a a bitch whelping and uh, the receptionist came down and said it to the nurse. I knew they were all whispering to each other and... uh, I said, oh, there's, 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 um, there's a, a bitch having pops, and uh, you know, will I call David? You know, the boss, and uh, and like, I was like <laughs> sectioning probably three, three or four dogs every few weeks at the time because we did a lot of greyhound work, you know, <laughs> in Limerick, and. I mean, I was doing it on my own with the owner, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fancy anesthetic machines and nurses and everything. And I was like, oh, I think I'll be fine, you know? <laughs> but, but bizarrely enough, at the time, because like most dogs were neutered yeah. um, over there, it was very unusual, actually. And subsequently, I realized that, um, you know, the, they rarely did sections over there, you know, yeah. they, and it wasn't really a breeding practice or any, you know, they, they had many breeders or anything. Breeders, so, yeah. yeah. So, um, but it's funny, you know, what you can be good at in, in, in certain circumstances. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, I can do that. No yeah. I can. <laughs> yeah. Good feeling though. Yeah. It's a good feeling when you're, um, when you're a young vet and you're, there's actually something that you've done a couple of times maybe. And it's like, yeah, no, I think I'm okay. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I remember it's my all first about ticking the box. Ticking the it? box, yeah. I remember my first castrate and our as a real vet, and I was like, I've done so many of these, it's fine. And of course, um, put it back in the kennel afterwards. Blood <laughs> everywhere. I was like, <laughs> I know it's scary when it's on your shoulders, yeah, you know. Yeah, you know yeah, yeah. Yeah. But uh, no, yeah. so I. I in the middle of, I suppose, my stint in the UK, um, I went traveling then, uh, which is something I'm really glad I did. Um, because, you know, again, it wasn't hugely commonplace for people to, to, you know, to take a year out or whatever, which a lot of people have done in recent years. Um, but I did, yeah, we went traveling for, I don't know, a couple of months um, with uh, two girls from my class in college. And we hooked up with some people then in New Zealand and Australia along the way as well. There's a good few from the class traveling around. So yeah, did kind of whistle-stop tour of the world, really. Kind of went yeah. to Singapore, Thailand, um, oh. Australia, New Zealand. Um, yeah, uh, LA, New York on the way home. Yeah, so nice. um, it was really cool. Yeah, really cool. And I'm glad I did that. You know, it's just, I suppose, you, you need to take these opportunities, you know. When you so can. no veterinary was done during that time, was there? Or was no. it all? No, just all. <laughs> not, no. not one bit. Not one bit. I spent everything I saved up to then over there. Yeah. No, it was cool. Um, I suppose like the I suppose the other thing I did in college that I forgot to mention, I, I went to Kentucky as well, because 
I suppose horses and me would be if it's the one species I I wouldn't be, you know, I wouldn't, I suppose, have least to do with. Um, I mean, I would have ridden a little bit um, as a child, but I, being honest, um, no, I and I've done very little horse work, really, um, apart from farm horses mm -hmm. and that, you know, um, in mixed practice. But um, that experience in Kentucky was incredible. You know, I was there for, so. yeah, second year college. Um, well, again, there was a few from the class over and um, we were in different farms and it was, it was brilliant. We were there from like June to September, I think, you know, wow. and uh, did kind of mares and foals and then yearling sales and all that. So it was a great experience. Yeah, it's a place I, I'd like to go back to actually and visit, you know, um, and I'd recommend it to anyone if they have the opportunity to do it. Yeah. Uh, I certainly learned about horses over there <laughs> yeah. and how to handle them, you know, so uh that was cool. Um, but yeah, so uh, yeah, where am I now? Yeah, I was back in the UK then. And, back uh, to the slog. Back to the slog, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But no, I, I must say I really enjoyed my time in the UK. Um, I really did. And I struggled, even though my slant was was large animal. I, mm. I, I just, I think it was probably, you know, the terms and conditions and, and the... And as well, I think just the standard of um, the veterinary that you could do uh, yeah. over there, you could do really cool surgeries um, because people were paying for it and a lot were insured over there at the time as well. So yeah. it was an opportunity to do really, really good surgery, um, which I really, and I suppose if I was to pick anything um, from practice, like I loved surgery. Like surgery. I, surgery is my thing I loved it and um, I do surgery all day um but uh yeah so I I kind of you know I can I actually flipped a coin on coming back home um, isn't that sad I did, I did. Uh, and now that said uh, my my mom was was ill as well um and um you know she was just improving and uh I, yeah, I remember saying to my dad, you know, I don't know what to do. And he said, oh, you know, I can't make up your mind for you. So I literally took out a coin and flick, flicked it. And uh, <laughs> yeah, and it made up my house. It was really sad. Uh, but uh, yeah, so, and subsequently, um, your boss now, uh, yes. uh, I, I spoke to them as well. You know, I was mm -hmm. home at Christmas and uh, there was a position there. So it yeah. all kind of fitted in for me because, you know, it was a, a practice that, you know, had what I was offering, what I wanted mm -hmm. um, at home. Um, yeah. Yeah, so and I, I suppose circumstance, family circumstances probably pushed it over the line as well. Um, then, well, you know, I have a, I have a funny story about Norma. Well, it just everything is linked. And I was in transition year and I was in. Uh, my boss's jeep and in comes this phone call and who was it only Norma on the phone and uh, Richard my boss was like oh that's Norma now I must answer that that's the new vet starting and I was like oh a girl vet oh my god <laughs> and I was like I'm being on the secret here now this is this is like I and I remember actually where I was and everything I was literally very near like passing my home house when you rang and you were looking for a car Norma you were one you were picking up a car and you're trying to get your stuff 
and I was like who is she like and oh yeah yeah and it's just such a small world how I was in the team when you rang looking (laughs) for just saying like oh yeah I'm ready to start next week or whatever and um yeah yeah. and I I remember going home dad and like telling my dad that there was going to be a new uh female vet starting and uh, (laughs) yeah very oh, yeah yeah so uh i know uh, look um i it was brilliant um i i really liked um you know everything about uh abbeville because it was just i guess it had that split that was brilliant because i suppose i gained a lot of um companion animal experience in the uk as well um so you know it offered i suppose intense daring as you know and then the uh, companion animal side as well. So yeah, yeah and it was it was ideal, I suppose, just for, from a family perspective as well to be to be near home at the time. Um, so yeah, so Norma, there. how how sorry, how long were you in the UK then? Would say before so you came back I, to Abbeville. I came back two thousand and five, so I was there probably about three years in total, okay. with with a, a bit of travelling in the middle. Um, yeah, so um, no, I was there a good bit, and and I, I really enjoyed it. I must say, you know, um, I really did. But uh, no, I did. The move was right for me, and I, I'm really glad looking back now that that I did come back because I think it might have been the end of my large animal career as well. You know, potentially mm-hmm. if I didn't come home. Um, and uh, God, I I gave Who knows where I'd be. If, I, if, you, if you hadn't come home. Yeah. I, I, I gained an awful lot of stories uh, in large animal in, in Cork um, uh, to add to, to my, my story list. So, uh, yeah, no, all good, all good. So, um, yeah, so I was in Abbeville and I, I mean, Abbeville, I suppose, just got, got bigger and bigger. They kind of opened a branch in Carrigaline when I was there as well. Um, and they've gotten bigger again since. Um, so yeah, so I was there till 2009. Um, and uh, yeah, I kind of, I suppose my decision to to move from Abbeville, I, I guess my mother was very ill. Uh, she passed away, I'd say two months after um, I left, but I left, I didn't leave to go anywhere, actually. I just... I needed to step back. Um, I had gotten married as well um, a year before that. Um, so, as you know, to a client of Abbeville. Uh, <laughs> Love across the waterproofs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I, I killed some of his things before he had to cast me out. So uh, I, I mustn't have done anything majorly wrong. But um, yeah, no, I I, um, I suppose I, I needed to kind of step back from the point of view. I suppose things were very busy here at home as well because um, my husband, Mert's a dairy farmer and, um, and egg producer. So, you know, we were meeting each other kind of at three o'clock in the morning in the kitchen and me going one way and him going the other way. And then, uh, you know, it just wasn't amenable um, at all um, in terms of, you know, having a family and all that. It just, it just wasn't going to work out. So something had to give, I guess. Um, so, and, and plus, I guess, um, you know, my, my, my mom was very sick as well. And it was the right time, I think, just to, to pull back a bit. And uh, so I, I locumed actually for, for quite a while um, that, that year, um, which was an incredible um experience actually um you know working in various different practices 
it's like I don't know if any of you have locumed, but it's mm. it's amazing what you pick up, <laughs> you know, <laughs> practices in terms of not not only the veterinary stuff, but you know, practice design or what people do or how they operate different things how they answer the phone you know how they train staff and um, so it, it's hugely beneficial and i'd advise it to to people to do it for a while you know it's uh it, it really taught me quite a lot about different vets and and i suppose situations and how people operate them you know and what works and what doesn't you know um so that that was great um, it's becoming more common as well in ireland isn't it kind of locomine and and that kind of you know you kind of it, yeah. it's, it's very common in the uk when i was over there but it, it's it's definitely becoming a more and more of a an option here it, and it's always because people want locums you know mm. and i suppose you know what the, the whole female thing requires that as well for you know mat leaves and yeah. people yeah. job share as well or people you know work less hours in the week and they need cover and you know and it does work it can work very well and if it's a stopgap to you know for people if they want to just pull back and decide and re, you know refocus where they're going um I think it's it's a good thing to do you know um but uh yeah so I, yeah I suppose I I locumed in, in a lot of places and and then um yeah I just kind of had three kids kind of in a row um more or less. um yeah and locumed in between kind of thing um for quite a while and then um I took up a part-time position with um Sunbeam in in Cork City um so that was in 20 I don't know 2012 maybe um yeah so I was part-time there and then I went back full-time again in uh just shortly after that after shortly after my third child was born um so yeah so I'm back kind of full-time not doing on call kind of thing um and uh, yeah really enjoyed it and I mean I was in in some shape or form in some sunbeam up to uh, 2018 uh, mm -hmm. actually um but uh did I did a master's then as well um <laughs> Uh, See, this is what I mean when she's done everything. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was something I always wanted to do. And yeah. I kind of, I suppose I'd, because I kind of got gone into the animal side of things as well, um, I sourced a master's in, in Massey University in New Zealand, which is a, a modular master's with a research kind of project at the end. Um, mm -hmm. And it really suited because I wanted to maintain my, my large animal kind of, I suppose, education as well. So it, it, it kind of killed two birds um, for me. Um, so yeah, so I did that and with a research project on mastitis um, um, testing kind of mm. essentially. Um, so yeah, so that, that was that. And then while, while I was doing the masters, then there was a part-time job advertised in industry in 2016, 17 end of 16 and um you know it suited me at the time because um again I suppose with Sunbeam um I was kind of had started the masters and um it was you know Saturdays are all part and parcel of, of companion animal and again with here and kids growing <laughs> starting doing activities and all that it was becoming a challenge so um you know you you just you just have to change these things up and 
you know what, veterinary is great because you can. Um, you know, there are ways and means of doing it. You just have to figure it out and ask and find. And uh, so, yeah, so I started part-time, but I was still doing a few hours um, for Sunbeam, actually. Um, yeah, Joe, Joe kept ringing. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, so I was doing the odd, the odd bit of clinical practice as well, which is nice mm. while I was um, part-time. And then I became full-time um, nearly two years ago now um with Zoeta so officially finished clinical practice uh, a couple of years ago so um uh, wow. that said I have plenty of clinical practice here at home uh, <laughs> if and when I want to so uh, I'm grand both companion <laughs> animal and large animal <laughs> yeah 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 um, oh wow yeah but look um industry is great from that perspective I guess look I I'm in a situation I, I I'm lucky in that I suppose I do live in a farm and uh, I still that need is filled if I really want to mm-hmm. <laughs> um, go yeah. out and look at calves and whatever um, but uh, yeah it's you know so so that's good um, but in terms of you know people ask do I you know do you miss practice or whatever but I mean you know did it for like 17 years you know and uh, no I don't I <laughs> um, I suppose like surgery was 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 my favorite sort of mm-hmm. thing but um it's kind of at this stage no I don't uh, yeah you're content with yeah with where you are and what you're yeah. doing and it's lovely isn't it it's it's lovely that you've like your journey is one hell of a journey and yeah. you know you're, you're here now where you are and it's lovely to be happy in what yeah. you're doing it's yeah. great and it's totally different you know um mm. suppose industry I think you have this idea of what it's like working in industry um but it's actually completely different in lots of ways to what I thought it, it, it was actually because uh, when you when you move into industry and I assume it's, it's irrespective of what pharmaceutical you work for um like as a vet you're just a little speck you know um you, you know yeah you're you're the technical vet but like there's you know research and development there's marketing teams there's sales mm. teams there's I mean it's there's pharmacovigilance there's regulatory there's you know it's a, it's you know it's, it's just I don't know what goes on in company, <laughs> you know um you're in a, a kind of a little bubble amongst the sales team but um it's it's part of a massive corporate um industry is 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 different yeah it's uh but it's great and I suppose look I can only speak from for the company I work for and and like you know I guess on the companion animal side certainly um it's you know hugely innovative at the moment there's a lot of new products a lot of different products um and and that helps because that makes it easy uh because it's it's really exciting you know because you're involved in I guess the training and the first to know about the technicals of these things and that's really cool and I suppose seeing how you know they they develop these things and you know just identifying new ways of of treating disease is is pretty cool you know um and I guess industry is changing as well in terms of you know pharmaceuticals are I suppose the traditional treating um you know 
as you well know, Hazel, it's, it's moved from that in clinical practice as well. It's not about treating anymore. It's about prevention. And I guess in industry, we're moving a step back from that now again. And it's prediction, you know, it's gone to genetics and diagnosis, um, diagnostic equipment and all that. So you're moving further. Obviously, you've your prevention in terms of vaccines and all that, but it's moving very much the opposite way. To, to fire brigade treatment, which is which is brilliant because that's that's um that's medicine progressing, you know, and it just doesn't stop every day. There's new new developments, and uh, yeah. so yeah, so that's it's really cool. And you get to dress up, which is nice. Um, nice. Yeah, mm. yeah. I slogged around in oilskins for donkey years. <laughs> I was sick of it, you know. Uh, <laughs> and anal jams in my face, you know. I didn't know for that. Yeah. Well. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's one of the the things that I liked about working in industry is like you mentioned there Nora is about um you know always having the information first like whatever as you said pharmaceutical you're working for and whatever therapy area you specialize in I mean it's your job to know the most up-to-date research that anybody has done never mind yourself do you know what I mean yeah I that's as you said it's really interesting and it's so exciting and there's always something new um yeah so you're all you you can't you never get comfortable for very long in industry because there's always you're no. just getting to grips with something and it's all and it all changes very there's something fast. new again yeah and I guess you know the pharmacovigilance side as well is kind of a whole different um slant you know I suppose you just kind of take these things for granted in practice but uh you know there's a whole a whole whole new area that you have to deal with in, in industry with that you know and it's that's that's very interesting aspect of of it as well you know and and I suppose having to deal and that's you interact with vets I mean I I'm interacting with vets every day um technically on this that and the other and uh, and that's nice you know there's um you know I like that and I suppose you know I suppose because um, you know, I've been in practice for an amount of time. It's it's important, I think, in industry to 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 have that experience that you can. I suppose you've been in those shoes, you know, because sometimes you know situations can be challenging yeah. uh, for people, and um, it's you know people like that support when when they need it, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So all all good. Okay. Good. Pretty good. So, Norma, what would you say are the biggest challenges facing the veterinary industry at the minute? Um, Hazel wrote these questions. Yeah. <laughs> I'm joking. They're the same. They're the same all the time. Thanks for that, yeah. Uh, I suppose, like, I mean, I would see, I suppose, corporatization. Um can be viewed as a challenge to some, but an opportunity for others. Um, yeah. I suppose it, it, it can, I wouldn't necessarily say it's a challenge, but it's certainly something new that we have to um, look at yeah. and, and adapt to, yeah. Um, but certainly, I mean, it's new for veterinary, but I mean, you know, it's been in, you know, you know, other professions for a long time and they, they've got, got on very well with with it so um i suppose it may be challenging for um independent practices potentially um but i guess um you know 
it can be viewed as a positive thing for for employees potentially i would think in terms of development and terms and conditions and that but um you know time will tell um but it, it would be lovely to have um um an irish corporate <laughs> it would be nice yeah, um, that's true. you know so but look um it, it's part and parcel of it now um but that would be something i would see as potentially a challenge for some um I suppose Brexit in general without going down that route um, I think is is a challenge for for potentially large animal industry uh, for obvious reasons in terms of markets and that but I don't know maybe I'm being optimistic here but I kind of maybe see that as a, a potential opportunity um, you know I mean we've been very complacent with the UK markets, I think, um, in terms of our food production thus far. And, you know, what with, um, you know, a focus on sustainability and all these things, I think, you know, going forward, potentially we have, you know, we already have in place, you know, huge amounts of um, standards in terms of, you know, board via traceability, um, you know, genomics um you know we're ahead of the curve in lots of respects compared to other markets and you know i think watch the space in terms of the irish food market and i think i think it offers an opportunity potentially rather than some seeing it as as a challenge and maybe challenging in the short term but i think we'll focus on on bigger better markets actually so maybe more niche products too you know um i think we have the ability to provide niche products um, um so yeah Very yeah good. who knows what's ahead who knows? <laughs> who, knows? who knows so norma um what do you do to unwind and you know de-stress and as side of veterinary um well up to covid um i i'm an avid sports fan um I don't know whether you realize that or not but uh yeah I mean all my life I've I've played sport uh camogie and hockey would be would be the ones I would have played um hockey I still play um or did up to last year um so yeah I mean from that respect um you know I I play second division with harlequins and you know there's, a, I suppose, a group of us, a few few mothers on the team and schoolgirls. So it's a, it's a lovely mix. And I, I love that. I love that. You know, I I love um, I find it very difficult to um, and I do go out for a run, but I've got very bad recently. Um, I will I go for a walk with the dog and stuff. But I, I love, you know, I love playing hockey because it's sociable and you can go up and vent after your day and whack a ball into the goal and have a chat with somebody else and that's in the same situation and that that's what I would do um, normally but um going forward I don't know uh, I might have to find a new hobby I don't know we'll see <laughs> oh, don't give up yet I love the fact that you play hockey and I think it's um I don't know like you go into your house and there's like hockey sticks and hockey bags everywhere and it's like <laughs> Norma's like the coolest person ever she's like the, the oh forever St. An- Angela's girls forever <laughs> no but I mean what's what's brilliant actually I mean in in recent years um there's a hockey hockey masters I mean I still play club hockey but I guess 
let's be let's be realistic here. I mean, my 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 days are numbered playing playing second division hockey. Um, but there's like hockey masters, which is fantastic. Like it's so for, from thirty five up kind of thing, and there's various age groups. But um, I got to um play uh, with uh, the Irish Hockey Masters um, yeah. in Holland uh, in 2017 and 2019, wow. was it? I don't know, can't remember now, wow, two years yeah. anyway. So once in uh, um, Rotterdam and once in uh, Tilburg, um, and that was brilliant. I mean, away for a week, um, <laughs> my husband didn't think it was brilliant, which we doing at home, but I hate um yeah but away with a group of people from like I'm off country. to I'm off to represent Ireland see you <laughs> yeah, later that's my, that's my excuse I'm representing my country so I have yeah, to yeah. <laughs> um but yeah I mean Love brilliant that. I mean when Rotterdam was ridiculous I mean it was oh my god it was 42 degrees and like we were all over 40 playing hockey I said we'll all get coronaries you know <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, you know, a brilliant opportunity. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's one of the sports that you can do this with, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we'll see. Um, I'm I'm involved at, in coaching as well, coaching the kids and stuff as well. So um, brilliant. Yeah, so it's, that's what I do. It's mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, and camogie then as well. Um, I lo- love that. I've always, you know, been involved as well. Um, mm-hmm all the way up with Bodyguard and Camogie Club and then now SARS. So, yeah, so oh. it's, um, I love sport. I can watch anything uh, um, on TV that's sports orientated, so. Very Brilliant. good. I bet um, you were saying to your husband when you were heading off to uh, Rotterdam, you were like, there'll be no crack catch now. This is just, oh, no. it's no. all business, no pleasure. No, no. Um, we're on an athlete diet and <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, well, we were in McDonald's at six o'clock on the last morning, so if that's anything to go by, um, <laughs> it was it was very serious all week, and we were just yeah. out on the last night. So, <laughs> that's what we'll put. That's what we'll say on the record, anyway. <laughs> yeah. So you were mentioning funny cases earlier. Um, Norma, what has been one of your funniest um, veterinary moments? Make, you know, make our oh. listeners laugh here. Oh, my God. Um, God, there's probably too many to mention, really. But, uh, yeah, my, I suppose there's, there's probably, yeah, two anyway. Um, one, I remember when I was in, uh, in, in Limerick, actually, not even a veterinary moment it was kind of scary at the time but anyway it's funny when I think about it um I was I had done a call and uh got into the car and uh I was reversing out and I had the window down was talking to the farmer and next thing just out of nowhere <laughs> he asked me on a date <laughs> about 40 years older than me <laughs> I just oh. I don't know what to say I I, I I just turned around I looked in the rear view mirror and I said I'm a boyfriend <laughs> <laughs> and fled and there was no electric windows back then though I'd say so you're probably like <laughs> oh, at 90 I think you know what and, and I was driving away and it was not funny at the time so I was thinking 
oh my god is this what life is <laughs> I was actually down about it but looking back now it was quite funny at the time yeah <laughs> bless him oh god and, uh, dark I, Norma yeah I think uh, small animal wise then there was one situation that I just remember um in Cork actually and uh Oh, I don't know. There was, you know, the way you have a lot of experience kids from school coming in or whatever. And there was some um, agreement between um, uh, a local kind of disadvantaged school and like just kids that were, you know, they were struggling to keep them in school. And it was just providing something totally different for them to come out for a half day or whatever to the practice. And uh, so like the characters now, like as they really had no aspiration to, you know, be in the practice it was just they were told be there so you can imagine it was just great great crack I look forward to every <laughs> Wednesday and uh, anyway this particular day myself and and the, the other vet that was there at the time um where it was like we were stepping into orthopedics the pine animal orthopedics and it was highly pressurized situation there was I'd say our first or second plate that we'd ever put in you know on a dog so it was stress all around and people running around with screws and drills and whatever else. And, uh, so this guy anyway and he's a thick cork accent his name was um anthony but it was like anthony you know <laughs> so anthony or i'm anthony or whatever and uh a really lovely guy like a lovely kid and uh, but, uh, uh, you know, Anthony, like, we'd kind of tell him step away from the dog. Like, he'd no concept of sterility or anything. So, but uh, he was having the crack and we were enjoying him, but the pressure was on. <laughs> and next thing, um, the other vet that I was with, um, next thing, let out an expletive, like, just, you know, something went wrong, something slipped. And uh, he said, oh, the pressure, you know. Yeah. And Anthony anyway said, come here, boy. He said, pressure's only for tires. <laughs> <laughs> and the vet just, just bawled out laughing because there was so much pressure. But what we needed was <sighs> Anthony's comment. Like, it was, yeah. That's brilliant. I'll never forget it, you know, as a saying, pressure is actually, actually for tires. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> good saying. It's good. There's your life lesson now. <laughs> That's my life lesson. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So. Oh, my God. Oh, that was gosh. Anthony. 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 Yeah. I know where he is now, bless him, but uh, he was a good kid. Uh, a good kid humor. Yeah. Oh, dear. Oh. So Hazel, are we at the quick fire round or where are we? Yeah, well, I, well, I don't As know. You can that, see that's... Norma, we're very organised. <laughs> <laughs> Norma texted me earlier. Um, are you sending that link, Hazel, or what's the story? I'm like, yeah, <laughs> it's coming. It's, it'll, it'll arrive. <laughs> yeah, no, we're, we're very professional, maybe on the outside, but not really. No, actually, no, we're not at all. We're just. <laughs> Winging it. it, yeah. But you know what? That that's what makes it good because you can't you can't prepare for these conversations. No. I think it's, it's a good a good way to approach them. Like we have guide questions. We love when we kind of maybe go off topic a little bit or or you know yeah. just tangents yeah. are good. 
Yeah. Absolutely. And precious yeah. for tires. And that's yeah, precious <laughs> for tires. Yeah. 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 And you don't, you know what? You don't you don't have conversations like these now either, mm. you know? Especially like with lockdown and all that. I just I think, you know, we went through the whole um Zoom thing at the start, but I think that's run dry, you know. Mm. <laughs> Nothing to say, you know. So it's yeah. <laughs> yeah. kind of nice having a, a kind of a reminiscing kind of conversation. It's fun, you know. I do feel like it's the it is the days of your lives, though. It's kind of it is when you kind of go back and you're like, wow. And I remember you doing that masters as well, and just thinking, how does she do it all? You know, <laughs> how does she do it all? Um, but um, yeah, probably on quick fire round, are we, Michelle? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So, Norma, if you were to have a pet, would it be a pet rabbit? Or a pet hamster? Because I've had both a hamster. I have a rabbit and uh, he's free to a good home. Uh, a hamster, I think. Uh, a hamster. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. If, they, if they stay alive long enough, is it? Well, <laughs> the idea being is that they don't. Would you? <laughs> when, you, when, you, when you've got young kids that want these things, you kind of know, because I'm the one that cleans it out every day. Mm. So, uh, yeah, maybe the shorter lifespan is preferable. <laughs> <laughs> um, hockey or camogie? I know this is a difficult one. Now. Uh, God, that is difficult. God, that's hard. Do I have to choose? Yeah. Mm. It's life or death. No. <laughs> okay okay hockey because you can play it for longer okay it's a good reason yeah and you oh, get to go just, through- just just on rabbits again <laughs> um, i'm a vet a long time and i didn't have any concept how much they poo <laughs> i had no idea I, I, i'm being serious here i no idea they never stop <laughs> <laughs> It's hard work. Yeah. Oh my God. So yeah. So definitely a hamster. Yeah. Okay. Um, (laughs) If you were to vote, um, if you wanted someone to be um, the president of Ireland and you had to pick one or the other, would you pick Charles Chavas or would you pick Joe Keane? (laughs) Can I give you an answer without telling you why? Yeah. Okay. Charles Chavas. Charles Chavas. Okay. <laughs> I think I think Charles has been president now twice. He's getting up in the votes, I think. <laughs> so he, we'll get him in eventually. We'll get him there. Oh, I think so. Yeah. He'd get lots of votes. He'd get yeah. lots yeah. of votes. For yeah, all yeah, yeah. We've gotten a good few votes now on the president question. Yeah. Over Joe to you, Michelle. Be very disappointed with me, Hazel. Uh, I, I don't know he'll be fine he, he can be he can be vice president <laughs> okay I just have a few regular ones phone call or text uh, phone call sea or mountains sea prosecco or champagne oh champagne <laughs> you're partial to an old glass of prosecco too um, oh. Norma though <laughs> anything with bubbles anything <laughs> um, and then which is worse right laundry or hoovering oh god um laundry 
Um, well, you've got three kids. Two robotic hoovers. You have a robot. Uh, you told me about them, Norma, but tell our listeners all about it. <laughs> oh my God. This is, this is, I don't have one yet. I'm saying. Oh, it never came. I thought you ordered it. Didn't, no. Not yet. I'm thinking Hazel. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I think um, uh, my husband has figured out that it's, it's worthwhile investing because if you like, if you had to hoover and all the times you spend hoovering and if you charge that out, it pays for itself. So <laughs> I'm so I'm going to get one. Uh, <laughs> essentially, anyway, but, well, from what I've read online and if you're on Vet Mums UK. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you read all about the robotic hoovers. Um, and there's two makes. Um, I forget what they're called, actually. There's two different makes. And um, yeah, it literally goes around your house hoovering yeah. like, robotically. And <laughs> you can map out your house. So you, you can stop it going to certain places. And there's this thing, wall-mounted thing that it, it tips into and, and empties itself. I mean, that to me now is, I know this sounds really sad, <laughs> but like imagine not having to hoover it's the little things Norma it's the little things (laughs) so we might we might uh, set up a GoFundMe page for Norma Brady's um, automatic hoover we'll get that done I'll, I'll, uh, I'll talk to you guys when I get it. Okay. Uh, give us an update. Give, give us an update so we can update the listeners. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure there'll be loads asking. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh Norma, thank you so much. We've had a great chat and a great laugh. And it's, it's nice to laugh. You know, it it's is. nice to have these chats. And um, I think anyone that's out there can definitely see there's lots of different uh, options when you're a vet and all the different things you can do and yeah you're not just in one box which is no you're not and like what you guys are doing is uh is brilliant you know it's 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 a forum for for people which you know i suppose I, i never had anything like this and i think it's brilliant you know to to have that for particularly younger vets you know I think it's important to discuss all these things um you know you're kind of pretty much thrown out there um into the deep end and it's, it's hard you know and mm. it's nice to to chat and to, we're all human you know we've all been in those horrible early stages of, of veterinary practice and struggling and making those emergency phone calls to friends how do you do this <laughs> uh, you know <laughs> It's, it's lovely um, and fair play to you, you know, it's, it's great. It's a great, great thing to do um, and uh, provide much needed um, entertainment for the veterinary world in Ireland uh, at the moment. So I think so, yeah. Thank well, you, we, Norma. Thank you, Norma. So um, we will say goodnight and thank you again for coming on. And um, do I yeah. get the book? The book? Yeah, this is your life book. Oh yeah, we'll write it. <laughs> um, Michelle has been taking notes there, so we'll um, we'll scribe it up for you. We'll send you a search, a scroll. <laughs> oh, thanks, oh, guys. Thank you guys. Bye. So Thank you so much. All right. Bye. Okay. Thanks. Bye. Lovely. Thank you, Norma.
Thank you for listening to the Vetspace Ireland podcast. To find out more, go to vetspaceireland.ie and don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and give us a rating on Apple iTunes. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Facebook and also Twitter and give us a like and tag us uh, while you're listening to the podcast.